What are we listening to here? You like this? Where is it from? It's my wake up music. Is this your alarm or is this just like what you pop on? It's what I pop on when I go morning running. Morning running? Look at the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have camps on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like that. Up. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Re- it go- I am all about Just it. strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. <laughs> you don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Hey, everybody. Before we begin, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors that help make this show possible. First up is Vortex Optics. We've been using their glass for a long time. Uh, everything from their binoculars, spotting scopes, range finders, and a new thing called Vortex Edge. Vortex Edge is their new world-class firearm training course, and they, they're going to provide courses on precision rifle, uh, pistol, a couple of military tactics, and of course, hunting and outdoors. And also, their spring and summer apparel line is dropping soon. So make sure to head over to vortex.com apparel and save yourself 20%. By using what code? BOGA20. Nice. Trophy line, tree saddles. They are a one-stop shop. Sticks, platforms, yeah, saddles. It's uh, And they just came out with a new EDP platform. It's a smaller, lighter, stronger version of the mission platform made in the U.S. It's the perfect size for us as mobile hunters. It's going to be available this April, so make sure to go and get yourself one. Save yourself 10% while you're doing it and use the code BOGAHUNTINGTL10. Don't miss any letters in that. Go check them out. If we said it once, we said it a thousand times. Arrows are the lifeblood of the archery industry. Vector arrows, vector custom arrows are the arrows that we shoot. Jared and I specifically shoot the vector HMR, the vector hammers. Hammer them. Yep. They're a four millimeter micro diameter shaft that are super strong, extremely durable. You're going to go to the website. All you have to do is input your specs and they're going to build the arrows directly for your specs. So head over to vectorcustomshop.com and they're going to hook you up. We do a lot of things on our phones. One of the things that Jared and I have found to be especially useful on our phone is our HuntWise app. It's the base. It's basically the ultimate hunting tool yep. set. Land boundaries. They've got HuntCast 2.0, where it, it's an advanced hunting forecast to give you specific times and days that are the best days to hunt. And they also provide a safe and social space for hunters, where you can post pictures, share stories. You won't get a graphic image. Yeah, you know, Instagram not, cover over it. <laughs> uncensored and unbiased. Yeah, download the HuntWise app today. All right, Fred, let's just jump right into it. Let's, let's roll. Uh, Jared, it's your turn. No. I did it last time. I'm not doing did, it. Did I do it last time? I did. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yes, you will. Welcome to another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. Today, today we have a special friend online, Fred. Fred, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's happening, guys? Thanks for having me on. My name is Fred Bohm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know what you know about me. Don't know about, uh, me, but just you know, just a hunter. Just a guy who likes so, to hunt. More than that. has a wall of animals behind him. You know. Yeah. 
couple others for you. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to oh, see that. Oh, oh okay. There you, go. There. you really love to see it. Bragging camp's pretty comfy over there. Got, <laughs> I always got the small one behind me right there. So everybody's like, damn, you don't kill any big deer. They're probably yeah, right. I don't. That's, that's usually uh, what the bucks we shoot look like. Where's that one from, That the little guy? Uh, Mexico. It's called a Carmini white tip. Okay. I thought it was like a coos or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how they, they the, the variations, all that type of stuff, but it's essentially a coos, and it's just a certain region in Mexico. So they're little tiny guys. That is a tiny of a tiny guy. So, cool. but that's I don't pretty, know. The though. first one and all the dots, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you've, um, so I wanted to have you on because, like, you know, to introduce you a little bit, um, I mean, you photographize. That's a word, right? Photographer. You know what? I've I made up yeah. a, I make up enough words you can use it. All right. I'll thanks. I'll let it play. Uh which some of your photography is pretty amazing. Like you uh you like have a bow floating or something like that. I always like watching what you you know the, oh, yeah. the creative things that you do with your uh, editing and um or magic. Yeah. Um <laughs> you you have pretty good actually what the way I found you and this was a couple years ago reading your blog and uh I was reading it. It's like pretty interesting writing. It's very different than anybody, you know, anything you kind of see out there right now. So photography, and I'm like, man, I got to gotta have you on. Um, so that is my introduction. And you also have your own company as well, correct? Yes, yes. I uh, Also, it's, it's totally the other side of things. You know, I'm a huge bow hunter, love that. But um, also kind of a big upland guy as well. So shotguns. And I do a little bit of rifle hunting and whatnot, but uh, – yeah, I own a company that makes real high-end uh, firearm cleaning products called Sage and Breaker. Um, that's pretty much the nine to five, and it allows me to get out there and hunt them more than I probably should. But that's really yeah. the goal. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and that's. I mean, it's you know just kind of designing life the way you want it, not just. Uh, I don't know, not just doing what's handed to you, but get out there, make it what you want out of it. And uh, Stage and Breaker was one of the ways to help me do that. And then the photography as well. I helped some companies out with that um, as well to help pay the bills. So, yeah, that's cool. you know, just kind of an entrepreneur, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like that. And like you say, uh, you know, finding like a little, maybe hunting a little bit more than you should. The way that I found it is I get to that line. And then if you're there for long enough, that becomes the norm. And then you just keep pushing it farther to hunt more. Mm-hmm. And like the the idea, I, like in the ideal world, you're pretty much hunting all the time. That's the dream. That's the dream. It, yeah, I, you know, but but then that becomes a job too, right? You know, so you get you, there's a fine line. Like I, I like to come home and be able to work and do something that's totally different. That's not hunting, though. It's kind of in the hunting industry still. Um, but there is that you know that 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 fine line you walk where if you do something too much it becomes work, and then you. Um, I don't know. You start resenting it a little bit. So I kind of like that. But yeah, I, I would say I get to hunt more than the than the average fella. But, um, you know, but also work a ton, too. Do so you, it's do kinda, you resent uh, me? We do a lot of podcasts together. You know, like, <laughs> are you starting to resent me, man? You know, there was one point in time where it's like, OK, no. I've had enough Jimmer. You're going to box my ears in? What? what, what did that, why? I don't know. It was just. Little, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair no, enough. it was just kind of just getting probably it was just getting late in the day, and I just and jealous, of just me, getting a probably. little, little hung, <laughs> angry, hungry. Um, well, anyways, uh, so we we were talking about this ahead of time. I'm like, well, we should talk about this on the podcast. But like, you do you do a lot of turkey hunting? I mean, we're coming up to the spring. Are you more bear guy? Uh, I'll get out and get after some bear for sure. I mean, I'll go over turkey if that's what's here, and that's what's here this year. I'm kind of stuck. Um, 
uh, you know, in the in the lower 48 here. Not much traveling going on this year. Spring is usually when I get out and travel a bit. Uh, uh, so I haven't turkey hunted the last couple of years, but I'm definitely going to be this year. And then I'll probably get up to definitely Wyoming just because it's closer to me. Get there more towards, well, it just depends when the mountains open up, you know, when that snow starts receding a bit. Get up there and get after some bear as well. But, uh, I mean, we don't start, Colorado's late for turkey. I think we're April 15th, so I still got a little way on that uh, i know uh nebraska opens up a bit earlier so i was just talking to the family about that maybe trying to get out there and do that as well but i'm an opportunity hunter if, if i'm legally allowed to shoot it i'm gonna go after yeah. it so no, i like that i like that. i like getting several tags so that you know come what may you can at least you know bring a little meat home i like to think come what april yeah exactly come what april oh my goodness <laughs> uh, uh so a question for you this was what we jared and i were talking about He's like, yeah, I saw this turkey outside my office today. He posted on Instagram, gobbling his head off. He's like, sure, but he has little. He had little spurs though, and I'm like, man, did you like when you're out in the woods? Is are you looking at spurs before? And I before he answered, I'm like, don't tell me. Are you looking at spurs at all? I don't ever look at them. I hardly even notice them until I'm like walk up to the bird. I have no idea how big the spurs are. No, for me, I mean, the first legal turkey is going to get shot. So I, I could care less. I don't, I don't, I've never kept any of the beards, uh, the spurs, anything. I don't, just me. You know, some people are like that with elk and they're going to shoot whatever they can. I'm like that with turkeys. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just going to eat the thing. But otherwise, it's not really like, uh, I don't know. I don't throw them up on my wall. You don't or fan them out like and that, stick so. it up on the wall. You don't do any of that. I probably should. should. But I mean, I haven't shot that many. So, you know, I've only shot a couple of them. Uh, so maybe I will this year. I don't I know. See I see a spot a like one. right below, like right below corner. that European. Yeah. Well, they're all. Yeah. Before, right below your European to your over your shoulder. I feel like I could see a turkey right around in there. There, mm -hmm. right? No. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I, I feel like it would really round out the room. Been in there. Yeah. Yeah. I have maybe perched up on that little hat. That's what I'm saying. We're talking. Uh, no, yeah. We're talking. Yeah. Get a full map. Exactly. Off the wife into that one. I uh, making it to college. I had a uh, a turkey I shot. Um, a couple of years ago, and I had it all. I like, I was like, I'm gonna keep this fan. It's gonna be cool. I'm doing it myself. I'll, you know, put it in salt. Then I'll, you know, put that. What is it, Bondo on it? I use Bondo, yeah. Uh, and then hang it on the wall. Okay. It was uh, my actually. That was probably my. That was my f second turkey, but my first one I decided to keep. And uh, I get it all ready. It's in salt, and I put it in a room like in the back corner of my house, and just like close the close the door, walk away. Well, it turns out I actually didn't close the door. My dog got back in there and in it. So he obviously, like, there was literally feathers all over the room. <laughs> and he ate most of the salt it was in, which obviously made him instantly puke all over the place. So I went walk in, and it was like, what happened in here? There's feathers everywhere. There's dog puke all over the floor. And uh, so I don't have any mounted turkey right now. Nothing. Well, it gives you a goal for this year, then. Yeah. <sighs> he hunts with a trad bow, so it's... I'm it's, not going to say it's, it's difficult. It's getting hard. But. The last couple of years have been tough. I've had him in compound bow range, uh, and, but I could never quite get him to close the distance for the old. Yesterday or last year, I had one close, but like doing this got me. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. Nah. That's tough, man. Brutal. That's that's what kills you. You know, I mean, you get a shotgun, you prop that sucker on your knee and just point it at its face. You know, there's not much movement. Right. You know? Pound, pound, trad bow, whatever it may be, that draw cycle kills yeah. you. So. It's not even it's not even that much harder to do trad than compound bow. I mean, you still you get them f about the same distance with yeah. either bow. It's really just the drawing yeah. back that that's what kills you. You got to get yep. them turned yep. around 
facing away. Yeah, or drawing behind a tree or hidden behind their that. fan or yeah. yeah. Blind. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I can't give you a whole ton behind a turkey hunt. I just uh <laughs> just don't do it that much, but you well, know, this year. Going, right. going back to well, our discussion, you 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 said you had turkeys coming in this year, and I had three of them. Yeah, and last did year. You, you, sorry, last year, and you did. Were you looking at the spurs? No, I was looking at the their beards. You look at just long. Or are you looking for bushy? I want a big old paintbrush. Just a big old thick. Yep. Longer. In paint. Yep. Thicker the better. But like, I could have. I was picking and choosing. Like all three of them came into the decoys. So you had just, a chance. They were pick. hammering at it. So it's like. But you have no I problem could, shooting a Jake. No, I'll let a Jay go. I would 100% disagree with you. Really? Yeah, oh. I'd probably let Jay go. The snobbery. Okay, so this, this guy gets semi- to the finals of a turkey calling contest, and suddenly <laughs> he's, like, too good uh, well. for the common man's Jake. <laughs> Which is coming up again, by the way. Are you doing it again? I'm, I'm already signed up. I would not have. No? If I were you. Here's why. Like, what? Like you, have, the only way to go up is one spot. You have a bunch to lose. Like just you could stay out pretty much on top right now. And here's the thing: I've said this on the podcast before, and I'm sure the guy that won is a very nice guy. Never met him, but he used trickery to win. Mm-hmm. He dressed up as <laughs> the Tiger King. The Tiger King, <laughs> and you were out legitimately. I was holding a phone while we were turkey hunting, filming you with a call. And I so not I not for like, that one. I oh, filmed was, the, the final video. I had to record myself, but to get me into like the quarterfinals, you were recording it. I was. You were. So all I'm saying is, oh, so you're 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 actually you're doing it again. I'm doing it again. So you're suddenly this. But I'm hoping that if if anyone from the BHA is listening, make it um, like scenario based. So last year they had, I think you had like 30 seconds to say who you are, where you're from, what chapter you're representing, and then to give a cur- turkey calling sequence, right? Okay. And then people can go on, you know, the chapters instagram story and they can vote on you know between hunter a or hunter b yada 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 but yeah i would hope that the bha this year would make it a specific calling sequence that you have to do you know yeah, what I mean? like, like what like what like we'll say for the first round it's a a lost hen looking for oh a wow flock. like a like a pretty specific yeah like you would you would have to do wow. you know like a couple clucks some yelping i only need i only know like three sounds well, that's what i'm like Instead of dressing up yeah. and making it more of a costume contest, we yeah. could make it more like, hey, do you actually know how to call a turkey? Can you do those scenarios? Can you can you mimic this? this? Can you do a fly-down cackle? Can you do some feeding purrs? You know what so, I mean? Yeah, okay. And so your hope is that if they do that, you'll weed out like 80%. Yeah, man. Just that's make the way it to a get, calling contest. Yeah, there's no way I could But even. I get it. So you, you, get it. you, when is it? Um, because there's limited slots, they pick the participants, I believe on April 5th. And then the first rounds are somewhere around soon after that. So, so. get out the vote. If you get in, mm-hmm. rock the vote. I know Fred's voting for me. I wouldn't even know what to listen for to tell you the truth. He's just like, listen, listen for, hi, my name is Jared. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, last year you had a pretty unique hunt I wanted to ask you about, um, you got drawn for what was it? Bighorn, was that where you hunting? Yeah. Um, and you you went after those things for a long time, and I don't want to give away the end of the story yet. But like, do you want to talk walk us through like what that's like? We're we're in Michigan. Uh, we don't have things like that out here. You know, I'm I'm gonna be drawn for a black bear hunt. That's about as uh, you know exotic as we get. Take it easy, sir. Yeah, if I cash in my points at the right time. So um, walk us through that. 
Yeah, no, I pulled uh, this tag. I mean, I didn't even have that many points, which, I mean, I'm sure this is off a lot of people, but, uh, you know, whatever. It is. It's kind of a lot. It's that bonus point system. So, such, I know it's some crazy convoluted mathematical equation I can't wrap my head around. But essentially, every year you get your name uh, in the hat one more time type of thing. I had, you know, a, a decent amount of points, but, I mean, compared to guys waiting for 23 years, something of the sorts, to uh, pull this tag – I got it pretty low, but one of the reasons too is like this is a pretty gnarly mountain range where uh, tag. So it was for archery, and it's pretty much all of August that the tag. So I mean, I found out when I was up in the same mountain shed hunting. Uh, I think that was May, right about May first, when our shedding season opens up. Found out they let us know about the tags right then. So I mean, the whole summer just changed at that point. It was scouting a weekend going out there with some buddies just looking for rams talking to people that have hunted the unit before um i knew these mountains really well because i've uh, i've elk hunted in there and, and uh and deer hunted a good bit so i kind of knew my way around it man it was it's freaking brutal in there so spent the summer looking for these guys um and yeah just kind of you know the season hit and just got after it and i think i only spent maybe out of the full month maybe eight days i wasn't in there and dude, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. You know, it was, it was, it was not for a lack of effort that, uh, but no, I walked out of that with, uh, you know, eating that tag, um, you know, hit a, hit a really, really good one. And I think I posted that online. I don't know if you guys saw that, but, uh, it was a good, it was a decent shot, but I mean, that stuff is it's steep angles, you know, it's, uh, it's some distance to it. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot that goes behind it. And, uh, thought I had a decent shot on them and we just sat there and waited a couple hours and uh it wasn't enough so I ended up bumping them going in the look you know thinking that it was a better shot than it was bumped the guy and I mean the adrenaline dumping them we looked for him for I don't know how many days I, I think it was in the beginning it was like two and a half days for so the rest of that day and then two more days then I backed out of the place to uh you know maybe see if the birds would would go find them or coyotes you know kind of indicate where this was and uh where he'd been mm -mm. didn't find him for days in there it was brutal but you know lesson learned give these things more time than you think yeah. it really is they think your shot's great and i even had this you know when he was running away i pulled out my camera and I had video on it and i sent it to a couple of uh, guides i know that are uh, uh sheep guides i'm like what do you think of the shot and, you know they're asking the angles like he's, he's you know he's a dead dead sheep and he and he is but i just wasn't able to wrap my hands around him so, uh, so you think he's, it was unfortunate you think he's still out there right now no i think he's dead i think he's dead no, i i th yeah it was just that shot there's no way i think he could have made it but i think he ran far and there was just nothing after a little bit got a little bit of blood and it just got less and less you know whether it be his guts or organs clogged up the hole i don't know but unfortunately not couldn't find him and you know i'll be up there grouse hunting this year so maybe i'll you just kick around I'll the area. There. that Does, i'm pulling for that did that area allow for like uh tracking hounds to go out there at all was that a, a possibility to use them colorado's weird with that you you can but you have to call into uh now i don't know if that's this year I, a couple years ago i had a buddy that took his dog in to track an elk and he had to get permission it was kind of weird he had to sign up for this thing i think they might have gotten more lenient on that but i just didn't know anybody with a tracking dog now i got bird dog and stuff like that but they just I, I i don't think if i put their noses on that blood trail that they would know what i'm asking from them and have any buddies that that had tracking dogs so oh that's brutal you know, man so you uh it so is you spent all 
you spent all summer when you were you, so you found out shed hunting so i'm assuming like you know april or something when, when did you find out we well we find out in may it depends on the May, and we're not allowed to shed hunt you know as, as of the last couple of years until may 1st okay. so okay so you're out there and you're out there in may so you you've you've prepared all all spring you know i'm sure you're you know training to, to be in good shape shooting your bows at all these different angles which you might be doing anyways um yep. and then you spent the entire month pretty much hunting uh it, like how first of all how likely is it that you'll get this tag again very unlikely i mean i have to wait a certain amount of years and i can start putting into the draw again and i gotta get the, you know so it's going to be complete luck you know that may be unfortunately i'm applying to some other states but the other part of it is how long you know by the time i pull that tag am i going to be too old to oh, be able to handle yeah. it now <laughs> that's right but yeah. yeah there may not you know who knows it's, it's not a great chance though pulling that tag again that's for sure Shoot. so, so you, like were you pretty like was it a devastating thing or were you able was it not that big of a deal the worst yeah oh, my, my wife could not handle me for that month i was bitter i mean not bitter bitter but you you understand what you're oh, getting yeah. into every time you go but the fact that it was potentially a once in a lifetime type of hunt, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. So, you know, it, it just, I was just in a bitchy mood afterwards. <laughs> I'm tough to deal with. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm going to try to make, you know, it sound like, well, that's part of, yeah, it's part of life, but it still sucks. Yeah. So, it freaking suck. <laughs> dude, shut I would, up. I would be the worst. You, I would be, you could not live with me. Yeah, I would, I don't handle, I would not handle that well. Like, would you be. Like just, a like a like a bitchy Fred. I just or like would this. you be I'd like be a, like, a, like a wet sock all the just time? Slouchy. Oh, uh, just slouchy, sad. That's fair. Oh uh, no, that that's a bummer. And you know what though? You did you didn't go guided, right? It sounded like that was you figured it all out. Oh, I mean that's no. I mean, and honestly, I don't know what a guide could have done. I I found enough animals. Uh, that and, and it was one of those like I was. I was being a little bit picky. Uh, there was three in there that would, would be the only three that I'd really want to shoot. And the one I, one of the ones I shot was one of those three. No, I, I stayed in after, you know, spending all those days, you know, starting to look for other ones, but nothing worked out. But, you know, I think for a lot of guys coming in from out of state, a guide would be freaking essential. I got a cat right below this place. I'm in those mountains all the time. So like, I know this place inside now. I don't think a guide really would have, benefited me any and plus i'm a cheap bastard so yeah. <laughs> uh it wasn't happen yeah so i can understand and, and i gotta like give you props for doing that i i don't know you know to to be willing to just go and figure it out yourself it's pretty cool you had you, what you had a buddy that was always with you I, I saw at least helping you out for some of the time yeah good buddy joe cavanaugh he was i mean he's a freaking saint you know he spent all that time in there with me throughout the summer i mean it shows like a true friend dealt with me bitching and moaning the whole yeah. time and you know Screwing up that shot. So when he saw that happening, it was just as brutal for him because, you know, I mean, the amount of time he put in, like any hunting partners are like yeah. that, you know, it's just kind of super, you know, unselfish of them. Um, so I, I definitely owe that dude for yeah. sure. So you guys, you guys do hunt a lot together. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yep. A good thing. Is that, uh, has that, do you, do you have a lot of guys like that you spend time hunting with or are you pretty selective in your, uh, your hunting partners? Uh, pretty selective. You know, you, the thing is, I think with hunting partners, it's, it's not, you just got to find somebody that clicks with you, the same intensity as you. And if they take as serious or not as serious as you, you know, I've hunted with guys that I got, I got a pretty high drive when it comes to hunting. Like I'm in there and I, I don't, it's not that I take it serious. I don't have fun with it, but I just do it a lot and, you know, really enjoy 
trying to be successful. So if you don't have that same mentality, it just doesn't work out. Or if somebody's just in there to dick around for a week, I get it. I, I'm probably not the guy to go with. So, you know, trying to find a hunting partner that clicks with you that way that, um, you know, physically wants to, to get back in these areas that you do, you know, it's, it's tough to find, but there's a couple different guys, but Joe's probably the one I hunt the most yeah. with. Yeah, for sure. Jared, was it hard for you to find me? No, nah, man, we, we, yeah, hunt, we, we, <laughs> we hunt well together. Like it's exactly what you're saying. Like you, when it's time to hunt, like I'm ready to go hunt. I'm yeah. not ready to just sit around camp, make my, I don't, I can't bread. sleep in on too. I, yeah, exactly. I'm. I think I get a lot of like. It's not nervous, like I'm nervous energy, but it's just like I get this like I am. I'm like fully turned up the entire time we hunt. Like I'm ready to go. I'm. I can't sit still. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if I want, even if I wanted to sit still, I don't think I could. And most of our strategies are very much in tune with each other. Like yeah. this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go and do it. We don't have to sit around and talk tech. We kind of know. We know. Our, we yeah. know exactly what we're gonna do. And we've had people come along with us too. And it's like you're trying to almost even coach them like okay this is what we're going to be doing at this time this is how you move to this to your spot this is what you got to do and there's and like sometimes there's debate and then there's like right second guessing or or what i've found a lot is actually i found that i'm more picky the more i hunt like when i think we were younger i would go up and i'd be able to just like deer camp and it was not that big of a deal um but now it's like i hunt with the same people a lot of whom i'm related to and they ended up just getting mad at me because i'm like I walk too far or, you know, we stay out too long or it's like, well, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. We've talked about it a little bit. Like finding a hunting partner is, it's kind of critical because you're very selective, probably more so than even with friends. I would say so. Yeah. Cause it's, it's it's a lot more intense, you know, when you're out there with friends, you're just sticking around doing whatever. But like when you're out there, like those, you're going on a stalk and either you blow it or somebody else, you know, or your hunting partner does, it could get, it could get nippy if you're not careful. If you're if you're not with the right person, you because know, there's that whole blame game. But like, if you don't take it too serious and you're hunting with somebody that you know understands that shit happens, right. you know exactly. what I mean. And and you just can't. You, you just got to go on to the next yeah. one. And it's yeah, no hunting partners are tough to find. There's there's no doubt about yeah. it. No, that's funny. It's funny you, you say that because uh, we've had d- different people on who have said very similar things. Like they're very selective and you know. So, uh, we had was it uh, John Eberhart, um, yeah. uh, whitetail guy, uh, and he talked about like because he's so serious about scent that like if you don't practice the and he is like shave his body hair, you know, uh, like <laughs> actually, oh. and uh, all this stuff. And he's like, if you're not as serious like that with him, he won't hunt with you. His like, he's like most people I know, even some of the times my own kids are hard to hunt with, uh, which is uh, you know a new level, but. Yeah, it's it's a it's well, a hard thing. If like that's it, you know, I mean, like if somebody takes it that serious, especially whitetail hunting, like yeah, having some guy like me pissing out of the deer stand, I'm not gonna be your guy. Nope. You know, it's gonna, are you? It's gonna piss them. Are you a bottler? Like, You're not a bottler, huh? I don't. I'm yeah, not, I, not a bottler. I've never noticed. I've tried both me ways, too. and and then I'm walking by me just pissing out of the stand. So I don't know that they could differentiate, except when I take in, you know, copious amounts of coffee. I notice yes. the difference in the smell. Yes. But I, I, I don't know that they could they could give that make that correlation between humans and, and, and a different type of piss. I don't know, maybe, but I've also had, you know, decent deer walk underneath the stand. Yeah. I you know I, I pee on scrapes. Down. Man. I do too. I pee, I pee on right scrapes. On them. I pee on except if I had asparagus. Get a load of this. Then I'm boys. just gonna keep that to myself and hold that in. Cause I feel like that's a, yeah. that's an obvious yeah. tip off. Like that's, 
No, I uh, I that that's yeah. also it's just funny because like my brother-in-law would he's like oh yeah I was out hunting the other day and I I forgot my pee bottle but I had a plastic bag <laughs> so he peed in a ziploc yeah. I mean he's so serious he peed in a ziploc bag I'm like that is that's a bold move that's hardcore that's hardcore and I feel like it did not pay off <laughs> for him he didn't, <laughs> didn't get anything speaking <laughs> speaking of piss bottles I used to have a a Nalgene bottle right yeah and it was the olive green with the orange top. Yep. And I went down to uh, my boss's, like, little hunt camp that he's got just in, like, South Michigan or whatever. And I show up. I'm sitting around with everybody. And uh, I got my Nalgene bottle on the table. We all are kind of sitting down just joking around, like, having a beer. And all of a sudden, I, I take a swig of it. And he goes, what the hell are you doing, oh. dude? <laughs> you I'm sick? Like, I'm like, I'm drinking water. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that scared the shit out of me. That's uh, it's the same color as my piss bottle. He has a, you guys have matching <laughs> water and piss bottles? Yeah, he's got the same colors I do, but he will take it out to his stand and <laughs> take a piss in it. So like he was shitting his pants thinking I was taking a drink of his piss bottle. You know Did he at least have courtesy of using a Sharpie no. and writing piss bottle? All right, nope. Don't drink. Nope. You get that is that's a good call. There's some there's some etiquette. Like a skull and crossbones or something or like the toxic signal. Have some, yeah. nothing, some decorum, you know? Nope. It was uh it, Identical when we put them right Riddle. next to each other. So I made sure <laughs> I put some tape on mine and said, "Get that nasty thing out of here, man." We've, we've been to pl- we've been in plenty of situations where people drink dip spit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that, that I've yeah, seen yeah, happen. I've done that. Like, Everybody, yeah. if you've been to enough college parties <laughs> and dipped with enough friends, yep. you're gonna drink some dip spit at I some point. I have that because like when you're taking a dip out, things <sighs> can get a little messy, right? Yeah. So you want to be able to swish around a little bit. So I was, you know, dismounting. Took a swig of my dip spit and swished it around my mouth, thinking it was water. <laughs> you got your hand switched. I got my up. hand switched up. So I was driving. Oh, you hate this. <laughs> that was like that's your own spit there. I did that once to a buddy. I was driving. This is when I chewed. I don't chew anymore, but this was back in the day. Sure. While yeah. back, and we're driving. Snapple. Now this is telling you how long it was. Like this, I had Snapple bottles next to me. And I had one that was my spitter. Yeah. My buddy had one sitting right next to it. He grabbed the wrong one, took a swig of that oh. thing, and. He- <laughs> All in my car. It was. <laughs> if, it, if I have to explain, it's so the, smooth. If I, I have don't to know. Explain it's... the worst taste in the in the world. <laughs> That's it. It's that man. Nobody else. Just a con- <laughs> just a confetti of dip, a thick confetti dip, saliva and dip in your mouth. It's not fun. That's it. I'm calling a break. You're calling a break. Break in the episode. This Four. is a timeout. Timeout in the episode, and we are gonna thank a couple more sponsors. So deal with it. It's no secret that I love traditional archery, and I love Bivouac Boco. Jim and Georgia, years of experience. Each bow is handcrafted, one of a kind. I've got special camo limbs that nice. they did special for me. They look awesome, and they stand the test of time, but it's looking great. shoots great. Check them out at bivouacboco.com. Wild Pursuit Wellness makes premium CBD products. It's all natural broad spectrum CBD, meaning that there is less than 0.0% THC. It can be ingested or used topically on the skin to help with muscle soreness or joints. We, we use it a lot after a long hike. Use promo code BOGA for 20% off at checkout. Check them out, wildpursuitwellness.com. <sighs> well, that was good. You know, so we, we talked about last year. So you, have you gotten over this, uh, this uh, like, are you... Have you mentally moved on emotionally from this hunt? I'm crying myself to sleep less and yeah, less. Sure. You know, yeah. 
twice a week now. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's next hunt season coming up here. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I can only whine about it for so long. Yeah. So, Something else yeah. is coming along. Have you started to get shit for it yet? Like, like have your friends been funny? joking around with you yet? Uh, they probably know I'll, I'll go and swing. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, how you know that's how, how far. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I haven't recovered as much as I thought. They know. Because <laughs> when it's funny, then it's then, it's then you're okay. over it. So you got so you've yeah. you've got new plans. Like what's what's uh what's twenty? Because you, you I'm sure like last year you probably couldn't go to as many places as you wanted to and everything else. Yada yada yeah. yada. What, what's what's twenty mm-hmm. uh, twenty one looking like? Well, it just depends. I mean, this you know tag season right now. So put in. I should be pulling a, uh, a Montana breaks tag this year uh, for elk deer that, that should, I mean, God, I, I don't know. I think I got like an 85% chance nice. on that one. So that, you know, but otherwise putting in a bunch of other random tags, going to do pronghorn in Colorado, as usual, OTC elk, Colorado, um, definitely whitetail in uh, Kansas, um, South Dakota. Uh, I should have a high country mule deer tag in Colorado this year. Yeah, what else? Um, probably make it down to Mexico and still going to see if the, um, I don't know, if the borders open up, get back down to New Zealand. I still got a tag or a, uh, a plane ticket just sitting there waiting for oh, me for cool. that. What, what, what are you looking to do? Tar? Or... Yeah, I mean, definitely tar, but I, I got a couple tar last time I was there. So really this time is going to be uh, going for fallow. Red stagged as well, but mainly fallow and then anything else i hopefully go over there for about three weeks a month it's somewhere gotta so, to, it's got to be a pain to get uh a stag back from new zealand yeah i mean even getting a tar back was it was crazy expensive like i think the best way of doing it is i just got the taxidermy done over there and then they ship it but either way it's you know it's costing you your firstborn stuff yeah. it's just it's you got a few of those so, though you know first, first yeah i got one to that's up. right yeah you know but uh, no, I mean, so, so yeah, those, but I mean, a stag would be insane, but those crazy stags you see, I mean, I'm hunting public land over yeah. there. It's not the same. It, if I come stag, it, it's not gonna be like the ones you see on the internet. The ones so. that are like, they're like the whole room. It's like a bonfire coming yeah, off their head. Right. <laughs> Just of antler. It, it looks like a four by four uh, elk. No, yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that's what I'll be coming back with if I get one, but, uh, no, that's kind of the plan there. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever other tags, you know, fill in between, do a bunch of upland hunting as well. Yeah. Um, traveling there's, there's talks. We got a, uh, of going with the family, maybe doing like a six month road trip this year, just running the business off the road and, uh, or on the road. And then, uh, and then just kind of hunting around the, the lower 48. That and just see what is a good idea. I want to do mm-hmm. that. You've kind of already done it's, that. Yeah, mm, we did a little test run in uh, in like, southern New Mexico, going for quail. In uh, what was that? That was February, and it worked out well. You know, as long as I have an internet connection, I can work from anywhere. And just working with the kids, you know, doing the schooling and uh, and the camper and and everything's online these days anyway. So just doing that and ripping around. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun. Write about it. You know, tons of pics. It'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe want that- to do that oh. now. That did you see the light bulb? Yep. Come on, do it. Uh, yeah. we, I mean, we homeschool, and I work. You uh, homeschool. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, sorry, me and my wife, not me and Jared together. Yeah. Uh, we're not that kind of hunting <laughs> partner. Uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to do that. We're going. Yeah, I want to do that. You should, man. I that's, think I, I think that sounds. That. Like, yeah, I think you could. I need to. Uh, you guys in a camper? 
Yeah, we did. We picked up yeah, a pretty freaking big camper. But, you know, with the kids, we got two of them. Yeah. And they're little and a little bit of space. And I need space to be able to, you know, put the computer out and we could cook in it. We could do whatever we need to. I mean, I can sleep, you know, I'm used to sleeping in the dirt, back of the truck, whatever it may be. But then once you got kids involved, like you want to make it comfortable for them yeah. without a doubt. You want them to like it. You know, if I take them out there, I'm like, you're sleeping in the back of the truck. You know, they're going to hate it and, and think hunting's the worst thing in the exactly. world. So you're training them now. So you just got to slowly yeah. introduce them to it. Well, that's it. And, you know, make that their normal. Like when they're going out doing all this stuff, my kids don't know otherwise. Yep. Like they go out hunt all the time with them you know the backcountry stuff obviously i'm doing myself but you know the upland we're taking the kids with us you know i took my little guy who was five years old uh, out elk hunting you know we just went out for a day or two just going out there ripping a million you know a million bugles and just entertaining him really yeah. there's not a chance you know but <laughs> you know he got out there got to see that and take my little girl out there as well and you know we do a lot of i don't know we just involve them in everything so at this point they're not weirded out when they jump in the truck and they have to sit in there for five yeah. hours to get to a hunting spot or to go walk with us for a couple miles it's just it's part of what they do at this point so it's pretty cool it's right it's like the uh, boiling a frog you just do it slow and like make it normal and like you can slowly kind of the the i had it was it last year when i knew i i was like on the right track like i me and my daughter went out it was during the rut, like all snow on the ground. We go out. It was a great morning. Um, we come in, and it's like we're, we, we had to run some errands and stuff. She's like, hey, uh, Dad, uh, can we uh, go out again tonight? And I'm like, yep, we can go out. Yeah, she's she's seven at the time or six or seven. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. Exactly. And that's the thing. Just don't, like, throw them into an easy situation so that they're going to enjoy it. Like, there's times. I'm like, yeah, let's get him in the backpack. We'll go back, you know, back. No, 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 no. You know, make him like it. Make it interesting. Not too long the first couple times. Like you said, just kind of ease into it. And it's amazing, you know. And and I was blown away. I remember, like, the first time I, I, I shot a grouse in front of him. I wanted them to see that whole process. It's weirded out. I didn't know how they're going to see, like, you know, oh, dead animals. You know, you don't know how they're going to react. It was so weird. Like my kids both went up and they petted the grouse and you know, we went back to the campsite and we cooked it up. There was not even the slightest part of them where there was like either ew or, you know, a guilty feeling in them that we just killed something. So it, it's kind of weird. Like we, we learn that as we, we get older and it's, you know, that that maybe, I don't know, with the modern world that it's not natural. But I mean, to a kid, when you see them, like what they see and what they experience, I think is the most natural thing. And when they see that and they're like, well, this is fine. This is cool. You're like, well. Jeez, maybe this is the way it's supposed yeah. to be. I don't know. It's it's really cool. I've had the same same thing as as my daughter has gotten older. You know, my wife and I just have I don't know. We just don't make a big deal out of it. We just do it like it's normal, and she sees it as normal. I mean, you know, she helps me butcher now. Uh, she's part of the whole process, seeing me shoot deer. Um, but like you said, I mean, you you make it comfortable and make it kind of fun at first. You know, so it started with us with a sleeping bag that I sewed camo on. You know, so I could kick a whole sleeping bag out there. It was, it's Michigan, so when we hunt, it's usually colder. And I figure I'm just making her really comfortable. I throw it in my, you know, my frame pack and just throw it in there and walk out. And, um, man, like, you just get them hooked. And, and when they see you shoot a deer, it's, like, totally natural. The last time we went, she's like, Dad, can I have some, some paper? And I'm like, I don't have a paper. She's like, well, can I have your phone? I'm like, okay. So she's literally I'm, – I'm looking over, and she's typing up uh, – chronicling all the things we did so we, she's like we walked out you know we walked pretty far we just had a few deer come past and every time something would happen she'd want the phone and so we kept like a whole story but she used emojis and everything is pretty hilarious so Dude, that's awesome yeah just kind of goes oh yeah i mean you just you just got to introduce them you know and anything that you love like 
they're going to go through, you know, they're going to go through their teenage years. They're going to go through all the, you know, the rebellion, that type of thing. Um, maybe walk away from it for a bit. I mean, I, I did the same thing. I walked away from hunting for, for many years. I'm hell. I was a vegetarian for six years. Like, it, you know, you just, you rebel at a certain age, but then I, you know, you come back to your roots. So it, it's good to plant them now for that. That's a good point. So. Yeah. The roots, once they're, they're there, if they're deep and you know, they're, they're solid, like you can walk, walk away and come back. But now I, I got to ask you were a vegetarian. So now you're what for for how long? Six years? Six years. Yeah. I was gonna change the world. I was like, so oh my god. <laughs> no, it was it was a rebellious you know, I think it was more for me, it was like the factory farming Absolutely. thing. It was just kind of teenage years. Like I would still go out with my dad and he would go grouse hunting and I mean I wouldn't bring a gun, but I'd walk with him and I, you know, the hunting part never bothered me. Now again, I was from a little guy. I was brought up hunting, fishing, yeah. that type of deal. Uh, but maybe it was just that, but it was more of those, you know, just those asshole years you go through and you know, <laughs> whatever your parents tell you, you're going to do the opposite. So yeah, I did the vegetarian thing for, uh, for six years and whatever. And, and then came back to hunting. So I still haven't climbed out of the asshole years. <laughs> That's right. Still, When's that going to happen? Still man? stuck, bro. Yeah. Just contrarian. Yep. No, it's, uh, you know what yep. though? Like with the factory farm and stuff, I, I don't disagree with you. You know, I, I feel like. You know, we we went through something where we're like, man, I I just don't feel the same about eating uh, that kind of meat from animals that were treated that way. So I can I can see it a lot of times when I hear from vegetarians and vegans. I mean, they I can respect it in some sense. You know, you have to respect vegans more than vegetarians. I the line is tricky for me to always keep straight, but um, you know, I can respect it. At least they're walking the walk, and I mean, and I'm at the. Like, too, I'm not also that naive that I think everybody should go out there and hunt. It's just not possible. You know, so I understand the need for the factory farming for people that do want meat. I get it, you know, now. Like, it's not this perfect, you know, utopian world where it work out magically. Like, no, we need that stuff. Um, now, I, I don't do it because I have the ability to go out there and hunt. So that's pretty much all. But, I mean, who else could – if you really want to be a bow hunter and be successful and dedicate and that's what you're going to eat, you got to dedicate a good portion of your life to doing that. And I could see other people not, A, wanting to do it or just having the ability yeah. to do it. So Yeah, it's it's I get the it. archery part. I mean, you throw in the bow hunting aspect, and it's like, man, you, you better be shooting all year round. You know, you're I, dialing it up a notch or two. It, it's uh, – it, like you said, it's a lot – that's a big investment of mostly time and, you know, a lot of money too just to, to – go to different places, you know, get the big freezer, get all the things you need to, to be able to even make that sustainable. No. And, and if I talk to new people that are like, Oh, what should I do? You know, I've had some friends ask about hunting and I'm, you know, I'll tell them, I'm like, unless you're going to dedicate your life to bow hunting, don't do it. Just rifle hunt. Like there's and now like that bow hunting so hard. Like, I don't think it's easier to get tags anymore. Bow hunting as compared to at least where I'm at in Colorado. I mean, I don't see that. You know, it's maybe some of the premier tags for sure, but for the most part, it's just as easy to get a, a rifle tag. And if what you really care about is the meat, dude, go rifle hunting. Yeah. Bow hunting, <laughs> down to it. You know, it's brutal. It can. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. And I've, you know, I've I, we talk about this a lot. Like I decided to go to recurve, like go from a compound to a recurve, and I've, it's definitely uh, made it even more of a challenge. It's more like every single day I have to shoot, or I'm not very good. You know. Um, and I have to, you're get so much closer and deal with a lot of times where you just don't shoot a deer, you know, like when you normally would be out there probably cranking them, you know? So, yep. Just something you got to be okay with, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, that's a handicap. I, I couldn't do it. 
you know, compound is about as far as I'm going to go, yeah. I think. I, you know what, though? I'll say this about it. Um, it's different it, it, between hunting out west and hunting in Michigan. Like, it's definitely harder. But our sh- – I mean, for the most part, my shots have never been oh, – I don't know that I've taken more than a couple shots at animals over 40 yards. Um, I don't even have the option. It's just too thick for the most part. And so – in some sense, I kind of like it because it's just lighter and less stuff to mess with and and stuff. But definitely, like there are some t- many times in the past couple years that I've gotten skunked because because I didn't have you know the training wheels on. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, you loved it. You love it. You've been doing well lately. You've you've yeah. I'm on a hot streak, man. You're on a hot streak. You're on a heater. Oh, you love. A but good you know heater. what? If you call it out, sometimes that's what makes it go. <laughs> I didn't away. call it out. You did. Oh right. But you did you agree? Does that mess with it? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, so you've got um, you've got some big hunts coming up. I mean, you've got like you've ripped off like a dozen things that you're doing yeah. this year, <laughs> and you're gonna live on the road hunting. So you've got a lot of things. Um, for people that want to like follow along, you know, I mentioned at the beginning that I've I followed you starting with your blog. Like, where can people read what you're writing, see the pictures you're taking? You you do some really cool stuff. Oh, appreciate it. Um, you can find me. I mean, just the blog is just fredbohmsbohm.com. So that has some of the photography on it, all the writing on it. And otherwise, mainly what I use for social media is Instagram. You know, it's kind of the best thing for uh, photography, that mm-hmm. type of deal. So you can just follow that's just at fredbohm as well. So don't do much with Facebook if I don't have to. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can see all that. And I don't know. I just kind of. But it's entertaining. You're you're doing, I'm entertained. You're out there doing I always, you. I always make sure to w- look at watch them. When your stuff comes up, it's very good. So yeah. everybody's listening. Go check them out. Fred, uh, thank you for taking the time uh, for for coming to talk to us today. We appreciate it. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties at the beginning, but glad we got it sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. This dialogue photo ain't what it used to be. <laughs> That's so. right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, right, fellas. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then.